0: Hey, Jane, why don't fairies live under toadstools? Why, Lauren? Because there's not mush room. <laughs> I'm Lauren. I'm Jane.
1: Welcome to Mind Unwind, where we take on an audio experience featuring mindfulness, storytelling, and interactive activities to promote the physical and mental health and wellness of children. For today's episode, we will be reading a story about a magical creature whose friends say he is not strong enough to go on big and spectacular adventures. Can he prove them wrong? Let's find out. On the outskirts of their small town, the lonely fawn watches his three fawn friends play together. His name is Maxie. Maxie is half human and half goat. That's what makes him a fawn. From his belly button up, he has soft skin, round arm muscles, and golden eyes that twinkle when the sun shines. And on his scalp, two little gray horns sprout to a tiny point and from his belly button down, his legs are furry white all the way down to his thick hooves, which are hard as rock. Maxie wishes he could go on big and spectacular adventures with the other fawns, but they say his horns are too small. His friends say that every fawn needs long, curly horns to go on big and spectacular adventures.
0: That isn't true,
1: look, They're growing, Maxie protests. The fawns look around at each other in disagreement.
0: Why does it matter how big my horns are? Asks Maxie.
1: The other fawns always reply the same. They say that's just the way things are. Maxie pouts. The fawns say that tomorrow they are going to fight the Dark Beast and that they will need only the strongest fawns to defeat him. Maxie shivers at his name, the Dark Beast. When the sun goes down and night fills the sky, the Dark Beast steals all kinds of items and possessions from the other fawns. He stole a toothbrush for brushing their teeth, a comb for detangling their hair, and hoof clippers for trimming their nails. The Dark Beast takes things that aren't his from all of the townspeople. The fawns plan to take back what is theirs.
0: But why can't I help? I know I can do it too!
1: Maxie cries. His fawn friends nod their heads. They look at his small horns and say he must wait for them to grow. That is, if they ever do. Maxie, in all of his disappointment, gives up. It's clear he is not welcomed here. He solemnly trots away towards the woods. The sun is setting orange and yellow hues dance between the shadows of the long twisted trees. As the fiery sun lowers to the horizon, Maxie walks through the scattered oak trees. They smell like vanilla. Maxie rubs his little horns that curl at the top of his skull and sighs. Maxie has walked for some time now. Night has fallen. The dark, mysterious aura of the woods leave Maxie feeling scared. So, he stops trotting and rests at his favorite tree stump deep in the woods and far from civilization. He looks up, it's a full moon, so the whole white disc of the moon is illuminated, a giant white sphere in the sky with craters. Maxi's face glows in the moonlight. He begins to think about his fond friends and what they said about his small horns, and he starts to cry. If only he could speed up the growth of his horns. A shooting star zips across the sky. Maxie wipes his tears.
0: A shooting star!
1: He cheers and leaps into the still air of the night. A shooting star means Maxie can make a single wish and it will come true. Naturally, Maxie wishes for big horns like his fawn friends. Maxie closes his eyes and counts to three. One, two, three. But. His horns remain the same size. They do not grow. They are still tiny. Maxi sighs. He frowns down into the grass below. Wait, what's that? In the darkness between the blades of grass right before his eyes. Twinkle of periwinkle glow glimmers in front of him. A small figure emerges from the blades of grass, lighting up the forest. Her wings flap high in intricate patterns, like a swimmer in the sea. She's tiny, but her shining light is far-reaching and filled with glamour and hope. She's a fairy. Her bright blue eyes open as she gently smiles. Maxie stares in awe of her majesty.
0: Who are you? I'm Zola.
1: I'm here to help. Maxie jumps in the air with joy.
0: My horns! My horns! You're making them bigger!
1: First, you need to do something for me. Zola twirls and rises to meet Maxie's eyes. Go deep into the woods and fetch me my wand. The dark beast stole it from me while I was asleep. Maxie backs away in fear. His eyes open wide, his black pupils grow as big as olives, and his palms and hooves are sweaty.
0: Me? I couldn't possibly defeat the dark beast. My horns are too small. What does that matter? My friends say you need big curly horns to go on big and spectacular adventures.
1: The fairy flutters her wings in disagreement and shakes her head.
0: Not for this
1: adventure, trust me. But more importantly, trust in yourself, Maxie. Zola sways her little hand back and forth and magical dust whirls in her palms. Zola sends the dust through the woods and the tall tree's branches stretch and twist and turn. Their bones crack and creak and shape shift to form a safe path. For Maxi, fairy dust illuminates the ground beneath him. Follow the path and find the Dark Beast. Maxi opens his mouth to object, but Zola vanishes. The path glows a gentle sky blue mixed with a dreamy purple. Maxi takes a deep breath, and he trots down the path Zola forged for him, where the Dark Beast awaits. Maxi's fear grows as he ventures deeper into the woods, The air is still and everything is quiet, too quiet. The path of light below Maxie's feet begins to dwindle. The light dims smaller and smaller with every step Maxie takes forward. With all of this darkness, he must be close to the dark beast. Um, what's that noise? Maxie squints his eyes to focus his vision. A few yards ahead, there is an opening in the trees. There in an empty grassy plain encircled by oak trees, A dark, sleeping giant snores loudly in a patch of fallen leaves. The giant is coated in fur as dark as midnight, like a black panther. But the beast looks friendly in the way he curls up like a kitten. His four legs are snuggled into his body, and a long, ferocious tail wraps around them. This must be the dark beast! Maxie approaches the dark beast. The beast smells like the forest and the rain. And look! Underneath his paws lies Zola's wand. The wand radiates a periwinkle glow, just like Zola. Only one problem, it's in the beast's clutches. He's cuddling the wand like a baby bottle. Maxie takes a deep breath and inches closer.
0: Maybe if I don't make a sound, the beast will not wake up.
1: So Maxie tiptoes carefully and quietly up to the dark beast. The dark beast's giant nostrils flare in and out as he takes deep breaths. Maxie freezes in place. Can he do this? No, of course not. His horns are too tiny. He can't handle this task. Maxie decides he will leave, and his fond friends will handle the dark beast tomorrow. After all, his horns are too tiny for a big and spectacular adventure. Just as Maxi starts to turn away, a periwinkle light glows in the night sky above his head. Maxie looks up and smiles. It's Zola, encouraging him to keep going. Zola! Maxie cheers. Uh Uh-oh, the snoring stops. The Dark Beast's eyelids peel open. His eyes are a flaming yellow and they glare directly into Maxie's golden ones. Maxie screams. With a bellowing moan, the Dark Beast rises from his deep sleep. He must be 20 feet tall. But look underneath where his body was resting. The toothbrush, the comb, the hoof clippers, and all sorts of stolen items. Maxie focuses on the items. He has to retrieve them. The dark beast swipes his big paw at Maxie's horns. Maxie ducks and the beast's sharp jagged nails miss him. Good thing his horns were not any longer. Otherwise, the beast would have grabbed hold of them and kidnapped Maxie. Uh Uh-oh, the beast swipes his big paw again, but this time he goes for Maxie's hooves. He trips Maxie and Maxie falls to the ground. Oh no, what if the dark beast steals Maxie too? But just in time, Zola shines her periwinkle light brighter and bigger than ever before, blinding the beast. Maxie only has a little bit of time. He leaps up off the ground and rushes to grab the toothbrush, the comb, and the hoof clippers, and the rest of the stolen items. It's still too bright for the beast to see. Finally, Maxie snatches the wand from his paws. He darts back into the woods as fast as he can, with Zola floating right behind him. Wait... Who said that? It is me. The Dark Beast responds. You can talk? Why, yes. I speak many languages.
0: Why did you steal these items, Dark Beast?
1: I'm sorry for stealing. It isn't right. I was just angry. Angry? Yes. The townspeople banished me from their homes. They said I was too big and scary to be a part of their society. Maxie halts. The Dark Beast sounds very sad. Suddenly, Maxie feels sorry for him.
0: I'm sorry, Dark Beast. I know what it's like to be different.
1: Maxie rubs his horn. They are still so very small. And right then and there, he has a realization. Maxie did not need big horns to go on a big and spectacular adventure. He defeated the Dark Beast all on his own with the encouragement of his new fairy friend Zola and found all of the stolen items. Maxie realizes he and the beast are not so different after all. The Dark Beast sighs. He gloomily heads towards his lonely patch of the woods. I'm sorry, little fawn. I'll leave you and your fairy friend
0: alone now.
1: Maxie takes a deep breath. He can't believe he is saying
0: this. How about you come with me? The Dark Beast pauses. Hmm? Let's go back into town. We can show all the townspeople you mean no harm and that it's okay to be different from everyone else. Really? You do that for me? asks the Dark Beast. Yes, I know what it's like to need a friend. Maxie grins at Zola.
1: Zola gently smiles.
0: <clears throat> May I have my wand? Oh right! Here you go, Zola. Thank you
1: for believing in me. Zola winks and twirls upwards into the twinkling night sky. A mist of fairy dust rains down onto the fawn and the beast. The dark beast grins and shows off his massive, sharp fangs. Hop on my back, little fawn. I'll take you home. As the sun rises, Maxie and the beast enter the town's gates and gives back all of the stolen belongings to their rightful owners. Maxie returns the items to his fawn friends. He hands them the toothbrush, the comb, and finally the hoof clippers. The Fawns are so impressed. They can't believe Maxie saved the day and befriended the Dark Beast. The Fawns apologize for misjudging Maxie's abilities. To make up for it, they invite Maxie on their next adventure.
0: That's okay. My new friend and I already have one planned.
1: He pats the back of the Dark Beast, who begins to purr. The other Fawns smile and wish him good luck. Ready, Maxie? Yes, I'm ready! Maxie hops on top of the Dark Beast, and the two new best friends head into the woods for their next big and spectacular adventure.
0: That was such a great story! Maxie was able to save the day and return all of his friends' belongings. He even made new friends along the way, like Zola the Fairy and the Dark Beast. Maxie's fawn friends said his horns were too small, and therefore he could not go on big and spectacular adventures. However, what Maxie learned is that his differences do not define his abilities. Our differences are what make all of us, including all of our listeners today, unique and special. With that in mind, our self-care tip of the day is to ask a friend to play a game with you. This may seem small, but friends make some of the best companions, and true friends will not judge you for your differences. Your differences are your strengths, and they should be celebrated. Just as it's important to think about your friends, it's equally as important to take care of yourself. Lay down, close your eyes, and join me for 10 seconds of calm. Take a deep breath and enjoy the sounds of the forest. It's time to unwind.
1: Thank you for joining us on our first episode of Mind Unwind. Before we go, this is a reminder that our differences make us who we are and that the best thing you could possibly be is yourself. We'll see you next time on Mind Unwind.